Hi, this is Lisa Davis, and welcome to another episode of Talk Healthy Today. The show provides you with the latest research tools and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy starting today. People tell me listening to the show is like overhearing two friends talking about really incredible health topics that you want to know about. I like to really get to know my guests and I'd like you to get to know them as well. So we delve really deeply into topics and I like to share some personal anecdotes as well. To make sure you never miss an episode of Talk Healthy Today, be sure to subscribe. Also rate and review. Wouldn't it be great if there was one health book out there that actually addressed your whole body, mind, spirit. Well, let me tell you, there is. It is called Clean Eating Dirty Sex. It is not about dirty sex. It is a play off the word clean. Central superfoods and aphrodisiac practices for ultimate sexual health and connection. This book is a healthy lifestyle guide. There are over 40 top experts from functional medicine physicians to registered dietitians to exercise physiologists to psychologists, sexologists, all engaged to help you live your happiest, healthiest life. There are over 50 fantastic, healthy, and delicious recipes. It is also a memoir where I, because I am the author of this book, Lisa Davis, share some very personal stories. Some are heartbreaking. Some are funny to help you get to where you need to be to understand that it does take time to change, but that I am here along with all the other health experts in the book to help you. Don't let the title fool you. This book will help your communication, your intimacy, how you relate to your partner, how you relate to yourself. But if you do what the book says, it will also help you in every aspect of your health. So please go now. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's sold in local bookstores across the country. Check it out. Clean eating, dirty sex. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Talk Healthy Today. And I am super excited to say that I now have an amazing co-host. Her name is Sunny Days. You may have heard her last week talking about her health journey. And if you didn't, please go back and listen. But don't go now because she is here and we have a fantastic topic. Hey, Sunny. Hey, Lisa. How are you, love? I'm good, dear. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. I am wonderful. No complaints. Well, Sunny's going to be a huge addition to the show. She has such a wonderful spirit. I love her energy. And she is teaching me to calm the bleep down. So this is <laughs> on a myriad of topics. Now, speaking of topics, uh, today we're going to be talking about human touch. I was thinking about my father-in-law. He is a widower. We have asked him to stay at home because of COVID-19. And I shop for him once a week. I leave the groceries out in the breezeway and we wave. And only in the last couple of weeks, uh, we've had him come over uh, and we social distance big time. So we're in one area of the yard and he's way the heck practically in the neighbor's yard because we just, you know, he's 87 and we're trying to be extra careful. And I thought about how hard it must be for him and others who are living alone and don't have any human touch. And he doesn't have any pets either. So today we're gonna to talk about why human touch is so important. I have some great uh, information from some wonderful articles, but before we get into the you know, articles and the research, I wanna hear from, hmm, Sunny, tell us a little bit about your experience in general, and then what's changed for you with COVID-19? I don't think I had given much thought to living alone um, pre-COVID, 19. It's me and my boys, which, you know, Mr. Brown and Max, my standard poodles. And so we get along fine. It's it's them and me. But I 
would be more active. And so I had that human touch, whether I was going into the office, whether I was roller skating, whether I was meeting girlfriends for happy hour, whatever. Now there's no one, no human. There's me and then there's the boys. All right. I want to jump into some of this research. It was really interesting. There was an article from the Texas Medical Center and this uh, doctor, Shanley Pierce, he actually said uh, touch starvation is a consequence of COVID-19's physical distancing. And I had never heard that term before. Have you ever heard that term? Stutch, stutch, <laughs> touch starvation? <laughs> no, I've never heard of stutch starvation. I tend yeah. to mix my words up. <laughs> that was definitely a new term for me, but it makes sense. Um, essentially, we're starving for that interaction and that touch, whether it's, you know, a touch on the shoulder, that closeness, that intimacy that we have from daily interactions or weekly. Now we're going into weeks and months with no interaction. So I totally get it. Oh, yeah. You know, my daughter the other day said, you know, I'm really sick of just being able to hug you and dad. And I thought, well, you know what, honey? And I I know I was okay with that because she really misses her best friend. And they're very huggy, which I think is adorable. And I said, well, honey, I understand, but just be glad you're hugging someone. (laughs) Think about poor Grampy who's by himself. Now, also in this article that I thought was so interesting was Asim Shah, MD. He's a professor and executive vice chair of the Menninger Department of Psychiatry at Baylor College of Medicine. Quote, human beings are wired to touch and be touched. When a child is born, that is how they bond with their mother, through touch. Our wiring system has touch everywhere, so it's difficult for us not to think about physical contact. And this was so interesting, too, is he went on to say that when you have this touch starvation, it increases your stress, depression, and anxiety. Uh, Your body releases more cortisol, and that is a stress hormone. It increases your heart rate, your blood pressure. You have more tense muscles, and your respiration is deeper, or excuse me, not deeper, shallower. And it also, this is, I had no idea, suppresses the digestive system and lowers your immune system. I could totally get that, which increases your risk of infection. And right now, we're all trying to build ourselves up. So it's really sad that one of the things we have to do, and if you listen to the show, you know I am all about wear a mask social distance, wash your hands, stay home as much as possible, be safe. But it's just kind of ironic, isn't it? It is. It is very. And I, you know, I can understand the thought behind that because you are isolated, basically, and there's nothing. So you're, you're not even as active as you would normally be. And you may find yourself sitting around or lying around or in bed more or Whatever. So you're not even getting the movement that you would normally get if you were engaging with people. That's true. I mean, I was looking at pictures the other night and I just miss like I'll look at a picture like me and my friend Alex and I just have my head on his shoulder or, you know, me and my friend Jacqueline, we'll just have our arms around each other or whatever it is. You know, those little things are so important. Uh, One of the things that I like to do on this show is actually give people ideas and things and tips that they can actually use to make their life better. So we're talking about uh, skin hunger, by the way, is another thing it's been called. Uh, There's a great article, COVID-19 is causing skin hunger. The author is Corrine Kai, and she looks at things we can do when we have skin hunger. And in this article, she spoke with uh, Jesse Kahn, the director at the Gender and Sexuality Therapy Center in New York. And he said, quote, physical human contact is an emotional and physical need 
based on our biology and psychology, touch can release oxytocin, reduce stretch, and calm and calm our nervous system. So I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, and you got to be open-minded, people. Um, and keep in mind, I did write a book about uh, how to have a be- have better sexual health. So I'm like, oh, that's good for me. Uh, okay, so here are some solo types of intimacy: giving yourself a hug. And that probably sounds ridiculous, but we got to get past that like self-consciousness. Just give yourself a hug, okay? Uh, I do that. Do you? Oh my gosh, tell us. Yes, I do. I mean, it, and not just uh, this is even pre-COVID nineteen. Sometimes I'll just hug myself. I'll give myself the warmest hug because love starts with you. So if I'm not loving me, I can't expect anyone else to love me. So love starts with me. Love starts in me. And I will hug myself and tell myself that I love me. That is amazing. Like, why not? Now, do you, yeah. how long do, like, do you like, take a deep breath? Do you have, because I know we've talked about your source and intentions and connecting with that. Do you like say something to yourself or you just kind of think a positive thought? Uh, it really depends. Sometimes it depends on where I am, what my state of mind is. Sometimes it's when I wake up in the morning and I feel very gracious and filled with gratitude. I will hug myself. And I, I know that might sound, you know, kind of hokey. I like it. <laughs> some, but I do. I mean, because I love me and it's, it's I don't want to say it's weird, no, but hugging myself so. makes me feel like I'm being hugged by the universe or God. It, it really is a, a special moment for me. So yeah, I hug myself. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> okay, the yeah, next one yeah. is self-massage. Have you done that? Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about that other kind in a couple minutes. If that, that's, that's why you're giggling here. <laughs> okay, yeah. Here's what I know you have done. Cuddling your pets. And I like this. I like this too. It says, or stuffed animal or soft pillow. I remember when my husband and I first were living together, no kids, no dogs. And we had this, he's going to be like, I can't believe you're talking about this. We had this stuffed pig that we got somewhere. And we have this picture of us like holding it like it's a baby and pretending, Aww. not like really being like, this is a baby. Okay. We're just kind right, of joking right. around. But I have Please. to be honest. And there's this one picture where like, I wish I had it. We're just staring down at it lovingly. And it's just adorable. But most people be like, okay, you guys are totally weird. I'm like, yes, we are. But <laughs> it was just like, you know, we needed a pet for goodness sake. So thank gosh you have uh, your dogs because I can't imagine living alone in this time and not having a cat or a dog or a rabbit or something, some living being that you can interact with. Even if you guys aren't talking, because obviously they don't talk to me, but they do communicate with me. And so, you know, they want to be hugged and pampered and they want to give me hugs. And though they're way too big to be in my lap, I think sometimes they think they're lap dogs. So... They are beautiful. Yeah. I have seen them on Zoom or Google Meet. I can't wait to meet them in person someday. Another Absolutely. one is taking a long bath or shower. Um, I tend to be a short shower person because I grew up in California. So with the drought, even though where I live now, that's not an issue. My daughter okay. and my husband are like the long shower takers. Um, what about you? Do you take a or baths? I, I, I'm too big for the bathtub. Either my chest is and stomach is out and I'm cold. Or I go down and like get the water covering all the way up to my neck and my head and my legs are out. So like, I just feel like unless you're really wealthy and you have a huge bathtub, it's just not worth it. (laughs) I don't have a huge bathtub, but I do love those moments where I take a long bath. So I, I love candles and scent. Uh, So aromatherapy and audio therapy, I will play music. 
and relax relax and I may put a scent or something it could be lavender or whatever I have available and some essential oils and take that time to relax no pressure no thoughts well you're good at self-care and we're gonna be talking a lot about that uh over the next few months uh okay the next one is swaddling yourself in a blanket I don't I've never had like you know when okay so you you make your bed and I never tuck in, I tuck in the sheet, obviously, the fitted sheet, obviously, is on. I, I do not like when people tuck in the sheet at the bottom. Like if I go to a hotel or something, I will just untuck the whole thing. I need everything loose so I can move around freely. So the idea of being swaddled does not appeal to me. But that's just me. What about you? I do. I want to be swaddled. <laughs> and I, I <laughs> because I, I love the way it's just the snugness of that feeling. It helps me sleep. And I like pressure, um, just a light pressure on me when I'm sleeping. I don't have, I forget the name of those, um, a weighted blanket. Yeah. I yeah. thought about purchasing one of those. I was like, I wonder how that works. I haven't done that yet, but I have a number, like a layer, layers of covers on my bed so that I can feel that have that weighted feeling. Well, it's funny because my daughter, uh, she likes to have that. She didn't like to be spotted as a baby. Um, but she does like to have that weighted feeling. And the problem is now with it getting hot is she complains it's too hot at night, but if she just has one blanket, it's hard to sleep. So I'm sure you can relate to that, right? Absolutely. Not just the sheet. That's not going to do it. I need something heavier. Yeah. I can't do just the sheet either. All right. So here's one of my favorites, masturbating. So this is when I mentioned self-massage. Right. And right. this is, a, there is information on this in my book, Clean Eating Dirty Sex. Again, it's not about dirty sex. Uh, it is about nutrition and fitness and overall health and communication with your partner. It's a cookbook. It's a memoir. It has great stories in it. So please, I hope you will get it. But I think getting to know your own body, giving yourself that release is so important, especially now when if you're by yourself. And even if you're not, I mean, I have to be honest, there's not a lot of sex going on because my daughter is always here. Like every single time <laughs> I tell, I kid you not. Every single time we're like, okay, she's busy. She's writing a song. She's doing something. Mom, dad, where'd you go? And we're like, ah. So yeah, there's, yeah. So right. it's, 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 it's a little tricky. <laughs> right. You got to do what you got to do. How about that? Exactly. <laughs> now this one was interesting. I, 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 playing with textures like feathers or silk or leather against your skin. I can't say I've ever done that, but I can see that as being some form of sexual play, but I couldn't imagine just like taking a, cause I have no, I, well, I've never done that in any kind of play. I'm not judging, right. obviously. Whatever makes you happy. I'm just not <laughs> sure for me alone at home with the textures and the feathers and the silk and the leather against my skin. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Now, what about <laughs> slathering yourself in lotion? I actually enjoy doing that. I don't know about slathering, but it is a nice feeling to just get out of the shower dry off gently, but leave a little moisture on and then just rub, rub, rub that lotion on. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Beyond the shadow of a doubt. I love moisturizing products. Like I have a slew of them at home. So when I get out of the shower or the bathtub after I dry off, that is definitely the next step. Yeah. So yes. And it feels nice too. Cause again, that's kind Very of like nice. self massage. Like you can spend a little more time on your arms, your thighs and like really rub it in. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, 
I'm doing self massage. You're like, oh, this and might I be love a good to have soft skin. Right? So, of course. <laughs> this might be a good time for a hug. All right. Speaking of hugs, talk about a smooth, um, well, now I messed it up, a smooth transition. <laughs> this was so interesting. The reason I wanted to do the show on this, not only is this is important, but I saw this great article. It was in the New York Times and it was called How to Hug. This just came out last week How to Hug During a Pandemic pandemic is by Tara Parker Pope. Tara speaks with a woman, Lindsay Marr. She's an aerosol scientist at Virginia Tech. And she is one of the world's leading experts on airborne disease. Now she decided to look at how can people hug somewhat safely. And her advice is there are precautions if you're going to hug. And here they are. Wear a mask, hug outdoors, Try to avoid touching the other person's body or clothes with your face and your mask. Don't hug someone who is coughing or has other symptoms. Point your faces in opposite directions. Uh, the position of your face really matters most. Don't talk or cough while you're hugging. Do it quickly. Approach each other and briefly embrace. And when you are done, don't linger. Back away quickly so you don't breathe into each other's faces. Wash your hands afterwards. I didn't mean to laugh. That was more of a laugh of like, I can't even believe this is our world. I can't believe like, it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking, but it is what it is. And so I said to, uh, we call him Grampy, my husband's father. I talked to him yesterday. I said, Grampy, I'm doing a show uh, and I'm going to send you this article about hugs because I think a hug from his granddaughter would just give him nourishment for a month. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to make this happen. Now, there are some actual, there's more do's and don'ts. Don't hug face to face. Don't hug cheeks together facing the same direction. Do hug facing opposite direction. Do let your children hug you around the knees or waist and do kiss your grandchild on the back of the head. Now, keep in mind, this is with a mask. I read it the other day and I was like so uplifted and now I'm looking at it now I'm being like, oh my gosh, but it's again, it's better than nothing. There's an expression in Spanish, es mejor que nada which is it's like better than nothing. I say that all the time. If my daughter's right. like, blah, blah, blah about this. I'm like, look, es mejor que nada. You know, like this is what it is. And <laughs> we're going to do the best. So I'm telling you, I, next time we see Grampy, we're going to do this. And the linger is going to be tough because I know he's not going to want to let go. Right. Right. I mean, right. he has seen my daughter every day of her life pretty much. And, you know, just again, being by himself. So I highly encourage people to go. I mean, just Google how to hug during a pandemic. Because what's nice is it has pictures too. Are you going to try this with maybe your sister or someone? Well, I tell you what, um, even prior to these tips, I ran into my best friend from high school in the grocery store. And I hadn't seen her in forever since the pandemic started. So, you know, this was early on where it's like no touch, no talk, six feet apart, you know, don't even look at anyone too hard. And I was like, forget it. I was like, we're hugging and we hugged. I mean, I hadn't seen her in forever and I missed her and we missed each other. So we hugged. It was brief, um, but we we did talk. So I did linger, but I had my mask on. She had her mask on and I, you know, I felt like, wow, okay, we finally got a hug and there's some connection there that we haven't had in a minute. And then, you know, I continue shopping. Yeah, I think that's really I, I've nice. already hugged. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. I, I'll probably give Grampy a hug as well. And I think I would be completely lost without my dogs. I mean, yes, I can hug my husband and hug my child. Right. And I don't mean to say it like, oh, yeah, but I'm very grateful. 
There's something about an animal. I'd also say if, if you don't want a dog or a cat, look into, you know, I know not everyone likes rodents. My daughter's like obsessed. She'd give anything for a ferret. And I'm like, I think they're cute, but no, they're, they're nocturnal. They make a lot of noise. They're a lot of work. Okay. But I had a hamster when I was a kid because my mom wouldn't let me have any other pet. And my sister, I think it was her fifth grade class, had a hamster. The hamster had babies. And I have to say, I was shocked my mother said yes, because she was just like, all pets are too much work. And she had chronic illness. And it was like, everything was already too much. But somehow she said yes. So my sister, she always forgot to clean the cage. So I was like, you're, you're a bad pet owner. I'm taking hand, I'm taking rascal. He's mine now. <laughs> so I was like nine years old, like a little <laughs> indignant. My hands on my hips. And uh, they haven't changed much. You're not doing a good job. And uh, he became my beloved hamster. He lived three and a half years. Okay. Hamsters usually wow. live a year. I taught him how to climb stairs, which by the way, was a huge mistake because I remember he would escape his cage and we'd be looking all over the house, but that's beside the point. But what I'm trying to say is parents, if your kid really wants something fuzzy, at least think about it. You know, a hamster or a gerbil or a guinea pig or something like or that. Or a rabbit even. Or a yes. rabbit, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, especially because kids right now, you know, all their summer plans are ruined. Um, they Just having that responsibility, I think that's actually a really good thing. Speaking of good things, again, this transition will be smoother because I remember the word transition. <laughs> Sunny and I are starting a podcast very soon on yes. Allyship. And we're super excited about it. And I also want people to know this isn't something that just popped out because of the murder of George Floyd. This is something I've been passionate about my whole life. And when Sunny saw my passion in a video and I said, I'm looking for a co-host, she reached out and it's kismet. It is meant to be. It is what you would say in Hebrew is besheret, which is like meant to be. And okay. yes, we, we are besheret. We just are. <laughs> I'm sorry. That should, we are Besherit. We just are. So we are going to be Besherit here on Talk Healthy Today. And I will let you know when our new podcast will air. In the meantime, please keep coming back to Talk Healthy Today. Uh, we're going to do a show. Our next show next week is going to be on social or later in the week because we air Tuesdays and Thursdays. So on Thursday, we'll be talking about social isolation, which ties into what we've been talking about today, but even more information and more tips to help you with that, because that is a huge issue even before COVID-19. I mean, loneliness is a public health issue. Sunny, tell us how everyone can find you. I am Sunny Days, always. Sunny with an I, Days with a Z, always with a Z on Twitter. And Sunny Days, always. Sunny with an I, Days with a Z, underscore, always with a Z on Instagram. Fantastic. And please, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa Davis MPH. Also, please get my book if you haven't already, Clean Eating, Dirty Sex, Memoir, Cookbook, Healthy Lifestyle Guide. And there are some humorous stories in there. And let's say, let's, you know, let's be honest, we need to laugh. So it's good for your health. The book is good for your health. And please keep coming back to Talk Healthy Today. Tell your friends and family. And most of all, please rate, review, subscribe. It really helps the show. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.